to a wealth of technical difficulties on our campus Sunday morning, the first few minutes of Pastor Tim's sermon are missing. We are so sorry for the inconvenience it brought to our online listeners or viewers and want to provide as much of the service as we can. On our website at phoenixbiblechurch.com slash Timothy, you can find a manuscript of the entire sermon, including the beginning portion that was unable to be captured. Thank you so much for your grace and understanding. Because I have eternity in my grasp because I have locked arms with the one who destroyed death. Those were Paul's words. And so Paul lays out clearly for Timothy that you're gonna join in this fight and it's gonna be hard. There's gonna be a great cost, but there's an even greater cost. There's guaranteed eternal fruit. Nothing else in our world that you will fight for has that kind of ROI. Amen? Only the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so he says, hey, it's hard, but, but it's worth it. There's great cost, but there's a greater cause, just like a soldier. And then we see this, this bond that my sister-in-law described in chapter two, go back to that. He says, share in suffering. Now we see that word share, but we also see that word suffering in the original language. Just by nature, that word by itself, without the word share, it means to suffer together in the original language. And so Paul says, hey, share in suffering as you share in suffering. I want you to share in suffering. Are you getting the word, Paul, Timothy? Share, like join together. There's a community in this cause that you don't do this by yourself. The beauty is community. That we're all locking arms, focused on Jesus and we're together and we're here for each other and we share in our sufferings. We carry each other's burdens. You're not alone. You're part of something greater than yourself. So be like a soldier, join the fight, get in the fight. Paul paints that picture so that you and I know what does it look like to not just watch a fight, to not just come to church, to watch an online message, to sing some songs, to even sign up for a membership class and put your signature on a page. Is is that what he's talking about? Oh, he's talking about something greater. He's inviting Timothy in to something greater. He's inviting you and I, broken people just like Timothy, to something greater. You, you see, Timothy wasn't perfect in this. We see in First and Second Timothy, Timothy was a young leader. Paul tells Timothy, hey, don't look, let anybody look down on you because you're young. Because Timothy was probably worried about people looking down on him because he was young. Timothy, just like, I, I know none of you guys in here, none of us right? But maybe just me, like sometimes I think about what other people think about me and I let it affect me and it causes me to shrink back. Anybody else? Okay. Some of y'all like struggle with lying because we, we all think about this, right? We all deal with this. Timothy did too. He's a broken person just like us. And so Paul says, no, 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 but you want to be like a soldier. There's a greater cause. There's a greater community. Like, don't worry about what other people think of you. There's something greater. And he says, hey, Timothy, you could be fearful. At one point he says, hey, Timothy, God didn't give you a spirit of fear, but of power. Don't succumb to, to fear. You serve God Almighty. Like, join him in this suffering. It's worth it. 
And he's giving us that same call. If you're young, or maybe you just are fearful, or you're ashamed, as 2 Timothy 1 says, don't be ashamed of the gospel. No, join in this fight. It is, is worth it. And see, here, here's the reality is many of us, the reason we have casual Christianity, the reason we have cultural Christianity in America in 2023 is not just because we have this weird subculture thing where we were like born in a Christian home. It's not just because we have big churches and online churches where you can just watch from your pajamas while you eat waffles. That's not just the reason why we have casual Christianity. Many of us, we have casual consumeristic Christianity because we're fearful of the cost of what people will think, of how it's gonna affect our wallet, of what it's gonna mean for the safety of our kids. And so we stay on the sidelines because we think that's safer. And we think that if we can just stay on the sidelines and stay safe and just raise a hand, maybe in a song and leave and go to lunch, that we'll get to the end of our lives and maybe our kids will have comfort and we'll be safe and we'll have a lot in the retirement account. And let me just tell you, that is a futile fight. Like you're still fighting for that comfort, but it's futile and you do it out of fear. And what Paul is telling Timothy and what Paul is telling us is to join the fight, to get off the sidelines, to step in, that that's where you see God move. I don't know how many times I hear people say, well, Timmy, but you're a pastor. I mean, yeah, you see God move and you hear from God and you see God change people's lives. Like, I don't really see that kind of power. And I would tell you, it's because you're not in the fight that you can't see God's power when you're relying upon your own power, that you need to be in that place of desperation. Uh, My college pastor used to say it to me this way 20 years ago. He said, Tim, you need to always be putting yourself in places where if you don't trust Jesus, you're gonna look stupid. Amen? Like we need to step out in the fight where like, Jesus, if you don't show up here, I'm gonna look like a fool. Like I need to give and serve and pray with all my might and share the gospel with my lost neighbors. And if you don't show up, I can't do this. And so I would implore you as Paul is imploring Timothy, hey, join the fight. It's worth it. That's where the fun is. That's where the joy is. That's where the purpose is. That's where you see God move. So join the fight, even in your brokenness. The second thing we see is we got to fight the right fight. So he gives us this imagery of a, a soldier. And then he says specifically, look at the text with me. He says, don't get caught up in civilian affairs. And then he gives this second imagery of an athlete. And he says, compete according to the rules. Both of these things kind of have the same meaning. This, this athlete that's competing according to the rules. This is in the context of the Greek Olympics. Uh, where at that time they would train and bow to train for 10 months for that competition. And it would be rigid and it would be disciplined. And they would make a vow to say, I am in this. I'm gonna cut out other things out of my life. I'm gonna forgo civilian affairs and other fights for a greater fight. And so Paul is telling Timothy, hey, you gotta fight the right fight. Because the reality is Timothy, like us, could get distracted. Uh, we see an example of this. Just listen with me. Second Timothy chapter four, Paul tells Timothy, hey, people are gonna get caught up in other fights. He says, they're gonna have itchy ears. 
They're gonna follow other passions. They're gonna wander off and miss. But he says, not you, Timothy. Don't get caught up fighting these lesser fights. You fight the great fight, the great fight for the gospel of Jesus Christ. You share in suffering for his name and his name alone. You gotta fight the right fight. See, here's the reality for for Timothy in his day and for us in our day. It's not that we don't like to fight. We just often fight about the wrong things. So yeah, you love to fight, right? You you love to fight politically and culturally. You you love to fight online. You just like become this ninja warrior with the keyboard, right? It's not that we don't like to fight. We like to fight about lots of things that do not matter, at least as much as the gospel of Jesus Christ. I, I don't know if you uh, clock this, but you know, 2024 is the next presidential election. As pastors, we do clock this. <laughs> because every pastor's gathering I go to right now, they're telling me how to get ready for you in 2024. And the chaos and the crazy that will consume our congregations who are Christians whose ultimate allegiance is to Jesus, but sometimes they forget that in the midst of a presidential election. Every pastor gathering I go to, they're equipping me on how to shepherd you in the midst of the crazy of our world that's gonna happen next year politically. Why? Because we all know that we, we love to fight. We just fight instead of spiritual battles, we fight political battles. We fight cultural battles. And let, just, just hear me today. Some of you are thinking of things specifically. You're thinking about Target. <laughs> you're thinking about Pride Month. It's okay. I know what we're all thinking. And you're like, well, are you, Tim, you saying those things aren't important? You saying we shouldn't stand up for, for, for biblical sexuality? You saying we shouldn't stand up for like human rights and all these sorts of, absolutely you should stand up for those things. But here's what I would say, and I don't have time, but so just one thing, okay? the energy and the strategy and the visceral passion that you're using to type words on a keyboard about Target, are you using the same passion and strategy and urgency to share the gospel with your neighbor who doesn't know Jesus and without Jesus is going to hell? Is it at least the same? Hopefully it's a little bit more, amen? Are you, are you using the same, maybe, uh, maybe you're, want to fight me right now. <laughs> are you using that? Okay, you can fight me a little bit, but how about you amp that up and go, go fight and share the gospel with people who, who don't know Jesus and are going to hell without them. Like we got to at least bring the same level of fight to me as, or to that as you're going to bring to me or to anybody else online. And so, Paul says to Timothy, you got to fight the right fight. People are going to get itchy ears. They're going to get itchy ears politically and culturally. They're going to wander off into myths. You stay centered on the main fight, the essential fight, the fight that counts for all eternity, the gospel of Jesus Christ that outlasts every president because he's King Jesus. He's Lord of Lords. He's the Alpha and the Omega. Fight for him. And see, here's the reality is, what I've seen, and you've seen this too, we, we only have so much time, talent, and treasure. If you're spending all your energy, all your time, all your money to fight for lesser things, you won't have any left to fight for the gospel. You know how I know? 
Because when I ask y'all to serve and give, you tell me I'm too tired, I'm too busy, and I don't have enough money. It's because those are quantifiable resources that you, there's a scarcity issue in your life because you're expending them on so many other lesser things. You are tired. And some of you are like, well, Tim, should I, should I stop doing like youth club sports and paying all this money and spending all my weekend? You should maybe knock it down a notch. Like, oh, Tim, are you, are you saying I should like get offline a little bit? Yes. And share the gospel with your neighbor. Go to a community group. Yes, that's what I'm saying. You should cut some other things out for a greater cause. You should forego some lesser fights for a greater fight. And do that in 2024, but do that right now. So fight the right, fight. That's what he's telling Timothy. That's what he's telling us. Are you fighting the right fight? And some of you, it's like, well, Tim, I don't really care about politics or culture. Like, but mate, you love to fight with your spouse. And some of you, it's yelling and like berating her or him. But some of you, it's like passive aggressive. And you're using all your strategies and your energies for that fight. And your wife feels beaten down and not lifted up. And your husband feels worn down and not strengthened to go about his, his week. And you're using all your energy and all your creativity. I'm gonna win in this fight. She said this, and I'm gonna come back with this. And this is gonna be amazing. And you don't have any energy to fight for the gospel. You're too busy trying to win fights with your wife. And let me just tell you, man, if you win a fight with your wife, you have lost. You have lost. And not just spiritually, but practically, okay? Anybody with me, men? Stop trying to win those fights. Win the fight of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Fight the right fight. And we need that. Declan, do you hear Declan share? Do you have some tears in your eyes? I just, we need to fight the right fight. We got kids, we got youth, we got a next generation who needs to know what is the right fight in America in 2023 and 2024 and in our families. What, what, which fight should I even be fighting? And parents and grandparents and single people who are mentors or who serve in kids or serve in youth. Like, this is on us to fight not just for ourselves, but for them. Amen? I have three kids, 14, uh, about to be 11 and, and eight. I, like what keeps me fighting is not just like my, like it's their fight that I want to fight for them. Let me just tell you, like this past week, man, some people, you want to know what does it look like to fight Tim? It looks like volunteering at a church youth camp. Praise Jesus for them. I mean, they're superstars. I mean, people walking around and, and working and locking arms with some snotty-nosed kids who are always on their phone, who think you're lame <laughs> just by the nature of your age. I, I have a teenager, like I know what this is like. And yet they said, no, I want to sign up for that anyway. And I wanna, my wife was one of them, so I got to hear the stories. And I got to hear her crying tears at camp because she started to hear about some of the things these kids are struggling with. 
and they need help and they need investment from their parents, yes, but from kids volunteers, from youth volunteers, from grandparents, from single people who say, I just wanna take your kid out for lunch, for a burger, and I wanna deposit the gospel. I wanna listen to what they're navigating and, and they need that. We have to pick the right fight. So you're like, I, I would never have time to go on a youth camp. You know, there was people who sent my daughter cards and just said, hey, we're praying for you. You know, that's fighting too. We call you to serve. We call you to get, grab cards off the VBS mall. We're not just trying to give you something to do. We're calling you to fight for the eternal gospel of Jesus Christ in our next generation that we hope to pass down, that we hope to see them find healing in amidst their anxiety. And boy, do they have that amidst the peer pressure, amidst all the things the culture is throwing at them. I mean, as your pastor, I'm asking you to join the fight for that. There's a lot of other things. We ain't got time, but that's one thing. Join the fight. What does this look like practically? Join that fight with our next generation. Pick the right fight. Third thing, stay in the fight. He says, like a good farmer, we don't have too much time to spend on this, but like a good farmer... Like stay in the fight, work hard, see those crops come to fruition. Uh, my mother-in-law, seems like I'm giving a lot of love to my in-laws today. And I am. Family, other family, I will give you love next Sunday, okay? Uh, my mother-in-law, I mean, is this great farmer. She grows vegetables and fruit like right back in her backyard. And what I've learned from my mother-in-law, I love okra. I love Indian okra. The way she cooks okra is fantastic. It's amazing. And I love it. And sometimes I've been there in a, in a different season where she just planted the okra. And I'm like, yeah, but can we have some okra with the cumin and the onions and the whole thing? And she's like, no, Tim, it's still in the garden. It's not ready yet. Let me know in three months, come back. It takes time. It takes patience. It takes endurance to be a farmer. What Paul is telling Timothy is, hey, don't just join the fight and be a flash in the pan. Stay in the fight, be faithful. Long obedience, Shane talked about last week, in the same direction. Many of us, man, the way we think we're going to join a fight, we, we romanticize it. We think about Braveheart and Rocky or whatever generation you grew up in, movie. And we're like, that's what it means to fight. It's some grand thing. And I would tell you, many times it's just in the mundane, step-by-step obedience to what God has called you to do and keep doing that forever. And when you fail in that, repent. Let me just, if, if we all obeyed for our whole lives, the purpose would take care of itself. The impact would take care of itself. And you're like, no, 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 but Tim, I'm waiting for that call. And God's given you 66 books, 40 plus authors of call. Read that and do what it says, amen? And keep trying. When you fail, because you're gonna fail, keep trying and pick back up and do it again and repent and repent and repent. Martin Luther said, all of life is repentance. That's where the impact comes. Stay in the fight, Timothy. You're gonna wanna give up. You're gonna, it's gonna be hard. You're gonna think it's not making a difference. You're gonna think, I just spent a week with all these students and they didn't care what I said and they didn't absorb what I said. And they're gonna tell you stories 10 years from now, 20 years from now that you actually may never hear, but they're gonna share, share stories from a stage like this and say, the reason I'm a pastor is because when I was in youth group, somebody invested in my life. So stay in the fight. I heard it recently, somebody said this, like, hey, when you're frustrated with your kids, it's kind of a parenting tip, and when you're frustrated with your kids, think about when you're 80, and try to picture when you're 80, 
and picture this moment that you're frustrated with with your kids in the room and try to picture what that feels like at 80 to go back and vividly see that moment and think about how grateful you'll be for that moment instead of being frustrated, just to go back to that moment one more time. Isn't that good? Stay in the fight. Don't give up on the fight. That's what Paul tells Timothy. That's what Paul tells us. The last thing, don't take your eyes off Jesus. Look at verse eight. The best example, he gives soldier, athlete, farmer, and then he gives Jesus Christ. That's the best example, amen? Saves the best for last. Verse eight, remember Jesus Christ risen from the dead. You see, don't get it twisted. This isn't do better. This isn't fight harder. Paul tells Timothy, Paul tells us as broken people, hey, you fix your eyes upon Jesus Christ. As you fight, remember the one who has won the ultimate fight. Why does he say, remember Jesus risen from the dead? Because that's our greatest fight. That's our greatest enemy. And Jesus already won that fight, amen? He won the ultimate fight. So you can fight all your fights, right? And as I read that, I thought, okay, Paul, but why tell Timothy, remember Jesus Christ risen from the dead? Like, did Timothy forget this? Like, I think Timothy knew Jesus. I don't think he had amnesia. You look at some background on Timothy, Acts 16, Acts 20. We see Timothy is a disciple of Jesus. He joined Paul in his missionary journeys to teach other people about Jesus. Timothy actually co-authored several books in our New Testament with Paul. I think Timothy remembered Jesus. I don't think he had amnesia. I don't think he forgot Jesus rose from the dead. Well, what was he saying in that moment? Why was he saying that? Well, it's like for me as a kid growing up in Texas, you know one phrase I knew from being a little child? Remember the Alamo. Some of y'all are Texans at heart. It's a great nation. You'll get that one later, okay. Remember the Alamo. What were they saying? Like, remember it, because you probably forgot. Like, hey, pause and reflect for a moment and really try to remember the Alamo. You know what they were saying is, hey, as you go into this next battle, as you go into this next fight, keep at the forefront of your mind this thing. Fix your eyes. Don't take your eyes off. As you fight, you look up, not down, not around at what other people are doing. You fix your eyes on Jesus. Don't ever take your eyes off Jesus. As you fight, it's an active remembering. Keep this at the forefront. Keep at the forefront. Jesus has won the ultimate fight. So we're gonna win. Whatever fight you're facing, you are equipped because Jesus already won the fight for you. See, here's what I know. As we close, I know many of us, we we don't feel like that daily in our lives. We feel like we failed in the fight. I mean, some of us are thinking, Tim, if you knew, when you talked about kids, marriage, friendships, Tim, if you you knew just my last week, if you knew my last several months, if you knew my last several years, I'm, I'm losing in that fight. I spend a lot of time on my phone. I, I do come to church every once in a while, I try to, and I try to do a nice thing for every, every once in a while, but, um, and I don't talk to my spouse. I don't love her as Christ loved the church. I don't, I mean, I, I don't give, I don't, I, I think it's my money and I'm just like trying to scrounge and, and protect mine and get mine in life and my career. I work too much and I 
I, I speak ill of people when they're not around. And I, I've been one of those people, man, I, don't please, Tim, don't look me up on Facebook. Some of you are thinking that right now. And see what I've said to other people. And I, I, think, I think most of us, if we're honest, we, we feel like we just fail at the fight. And, and here's the reality. Of course you do. Because you're a sinner. Of course you failed. The gospel is not that you haven't failed. The gospel is, of course you failed. You're a sinner. Of course you've lost in the fight. Of course you've lost in that fight in your marriage. Of course you've lost in the fight with your, your kids who maybe don't even talk to you anymore. They're adult kids. Maybe they don't know Jesus yet. Of course you've lost in that fight. You are a broken person. You're a sinner. But God... And the beauty of the gospel is that he takes broken people like you and he invites them to be healed and saved by the grace of Jesus Christ and to be complete in Christ, not in you. And that Jesus Christ, he never failed, ever. He won every fight. He said, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome it already. He won every fight on your behalf. And so that now you are able to win the fight in your power and your strength. No, but in him, amen. And so this is how you stay in the fight is you remember, keep at the forefront. Don't take your eyes off Jesus. Don't put your eyes on your shame. Don't put your eyes on your past. Don't put your eyes on what other people's expectations of you are. You put your eyes on Jesus Christ and you stay in the fight and you impact others and help them stay in the fight. So listen, parents, grandparents, spouses, single people in our church, Phoenix Bible Church, can we join the fight? Can we give up some things for a greater cause? Because Jesus has already won the ultimate fight on our behalf. Amen. Let's pray. Father, I do thank you for these men and women in this room. I do thank you for our students and our kids. Uh, God, I pray that we would lock arms to join in this fight together for your glory, for our good. God, I, I do know that there's some people in this room who maybe um, don't think much about this and are wondering when I'm gonna finish so we can go to lunch. Uh, but I know there's some people in this room you're speaking to right now. And there's some specific things in their lives that you're causing them to forgo. There's some lesser fights that you're causing them to give up for the greater one of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And God, I just pray that you would speak to them by the power of your Holy Spirit, that you would let them know they're not too far gone. It's not too late that right now they can surrender all their lesser fights to you, all the ways that they failed in those fights and they can surrender them to you. And that Jesus, you by your grace, that you wanna, you wanna save them from those fights, from that shame and from that sin and from that failure. But you're so good, you don't wanna just save them, you wanna empower them to fight with you and to fight for you. An eternity that has a guaranteed return of investment and that you take broken people like me and all of us in this room and you do that and that's worth fighting for and that's a fight I wanna join in and stay in and 
even when I fail, repent that I, I failed in and because you're good and you're that good and your cause is that great and it's worth it. God, may, may you enable some people in this room today to join the fight and stay in the fight for your glory and our good. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen.